0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first ever Hess County Sports Podcast. From Coyotes, Bulldogs, Tigers, and Warriors to the Central Washington Wildcats, where you're home for the latest and all your favorite sports teams. So sit back, grab a beverage, grab a snack, and enjoy. Well, welcome, sports fans, to the well, technically the second episode, means we did the pilot a while back. Of their valley sports talk, I'm Eric Sorensen, sitting here with John Goodat and Luke Olson. Welcome back, fellas.
1: Welcome back to you. Glad to be here. Plenty to talk about.
2: Yeah, same here. Heck I yeah, I can't say much off of John, but <laughs> he's a hard act to follow. Yeah, like Goodat. <laughs> yeah, right. He said he,
0: exactly what I wanted to say.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: He's always stealing our thunder. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, one of the reasons we wanted to do this is that our valley has always had successful sports teams. And I think you can go any season any year in between all the schools here, there's always someone that's been in the playoffs.
1: And I think one of the, to be quite honest with you, one of the goals that I had when we started talking about this, uh, doing the podcast was, you know, it's local guys talking about local kids or local teams, even adults as well who play at central and, uh, you know, you're not going to get that anywhere else from a national newspaper or national websites. And so I'm, I'm thrilled that we're doing this.
0: Heck yeah. No, this is awesome. You know, growing up here in the Valley, you you know, you're right. We always had the, you know, reporting from the Daily Record and the Yakima Herald, but you never really heard outside of that, which is too bad because there's so many athletes that have come from this Valley, successful sports stories and teams. And not to mention, we have a division two university next door in central Washington who has.
1: NFL. I mean, John, John uh, Kitna, John Kitna. Yeah. We got some CFL all-stars that honestly uh, guys like Mike, Mike Riley and Adam Big Hill. You can't tell me that those guys aren't going to be in the CFL hall of fame. And those are central products. Absolutely. And I, I love to watch them play. And, and uh, so the high schools churn out a bunch of college level athletes and then central churns mm-hmm. out some, some legitimate professional athletes we talk about football. And then we're also talking about, you know, uh central basketball has uh you know, we have guys that have played overseas for for many, many years. And uh so those are all things that we can talk about any day of the week.
0: Heck yeah. And I, and you know the baseball diamond's pretty close to my heart, and you can't forget Billy North and the tuna, Dave Haverlow. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Luke did a great story on tuna. Yeah, he was uh, he was fun to talk to. Great guy. Right. Talking a little bit at the central game. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's Boston a heck of Boston. a personality yeah. as well. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Great character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, we love Tuna. I was lucky enough to play for him at Big Ben. And uh but no, it's been it's awesome. And you know, we would we counted up
2: ten state championships in the last ten. Four from golf. Yeah, four golf. Three baseball.
0: Ellensburg. Yeah. And then the Kidas
2: basketball run. Yeah.
1: The run of Ellensburg baseball, Kid to basketball, uh individual champions and in golf and, and such. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, beyond the the on the uh the, the state titles that need to be highlighted. I mean, every year we have teams from whatever school, whatever sport um, that threaten for a title or that the state title has to go through Ellensburg or go through Kittitas. Um, You know, at times it's had to go through Cleveland in the past as well. So um, those are, those are fun things to reminisce about, easy things to talk about. And, uh, you know, yet another reason why I'm excited to be doing this.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, I you know Anybody that's ever been to Spokane for a state tournament, that is a place, man. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Yakima or Tacoma Dome for basketball, but if you go to Spokane and when test is there, I swear you drive down Main Street, nobody's there except for people feeling up at the mini-mart to go to Spokane.
1: That's right. <laughs> I like how the town shuts down for uh, the local games, uh, and then I like how the town shuts down, and we'll see you – after the weekend ends, actually, we're going to see everybody in Spokane anyway, then come back and celebrate uh, a state title or celebrate another run in the state tournament. Um, that's one of the reasons why uh, that's one of the things that attracted me to Kittitas. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, country, when we're talking about, uh, you know, a guy like you, the born and bred here. And, and uh, um, it's just a it's just a great town that supports its teams. Um, you know, we're talking about Kittitas specifically, but just the Valley, itself. well, um, Ellensburg, you know, I don't know if the, if the town shuts down, but just cause it's so big, but I mean, Ellensburg stands are always full for, for, um, football games, uh, basketball, baseball, um, you know, and, and Luke, you could probably even touch on it. Uh, when crimp was playing golf, there was people from Ellensburg walking the course, watching her play and, and, uh, um, I just, it's just a ton of talent to celebrate and talk about.
2: John, he has a little tear in his eye as he's talking about this.
1: What's that? <laughs> I said, you have a
2: tear in your eye. <laughs> uh, that's it's, just, it's just dust. It's just dust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, we're, it's just funny. You know, I remember working when I was working in town before I went back to the farm on the day that Ellenberg baseball left for the state title game and it scared the, you know what out of me sitting there and all of a sudden sirens are going off and here goes a school bus and all the fans following them. and it looked like Hoosiers. It was awesome.
1: It was great. If you're going to mention Hoosiers, then you'll get a tear in my eye there. I can't watch that. (laughs) Absolutely. uh, yeah, That's a great flick.
0: Well, I think we, uh, you know, there's lots to talk about here and, you know, we plan on the future We're we're going to hit up everybody and, and, you know, we'll, we'll cover, cover all the sports, Uh, but right now, you know, football season's here. It's fall. At the moment, it's a well, it's a Tuesday afternoon. And it's pouring rain outside. And what else would you want to do? We talk about sports and most likely football, man. The weather's great for it right now. And there's a couple teams that are already in the, uh, you know, got their season well underway. their way. I'm bummed I didn't get to it, but I was following updates from Luke and everybody when Ellensburg hosted uh, Royal City in that league opener, or not, not league, non-league opener, first game of the season. And like Gudet said, off the air. Every kid from Royal is born with a football in their hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's amazing when you talk about Royal and then last week's uh, uh, both both uh, both games were within you know uh, uh, within one score. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's pretty clear to me that Ellensburg is scheduling you know the top two one A teams in in the in the state year after year with Royal and and Zilla and then heading to Eastmont here, which is a 4 a school in a in a huge Wenatchee Valley, so Ellensburg is definitely going to be battle tested uh, once the uh, CWAC season starts.
2: Yeah, I think they uh, showed a lot a lot about themselves, you know, especially versus uh, you know Royal. I, you know, myself, I didn't think you know Royal is coming off. You know, they they lost in the semifinals, but they uh, you know three state championships before. But I mean, it said a lot about Ellensburg, uh, you know, just being right there the whole game.
0: Heck so, yeah. You know. Who do we got? They're going east. That's right. Eastmont on Friday at home. Eastmont at the moment is two and zero. They beat Wilson, a school out of Tacoma. They beat him 42 nothing. And then they beat Pasco last week, 50 to 26. And looking forward to hearing about Ellensburg going down there. And, or it's a home game, isn't it? It's, home game. it's a yeah. home game. Ellensburg, take there. it to Eastmont, man. Yeah. Take it yeah. to them. Uh, the next one we got, you know, we're, we've already talked a lot about them already, but and then Mr. Gudat was
1: in the stands because there was a Gudat on the roster. Her, you know, first time cheerleader. That's right. Heck yeah. I was in the stands watching my uh, cheerleading daughter Delaney. There's a shout out to you, but uh really honestly also wanted to watch uh, Kid attached football. And so I know we have a you know, like every year, you know, a new crop of freshmen come in, and so you're always excited to see how they're gonna do against varsity competition. And obviously we took our licks. I mean, honestly, Tri-Cities Prep is gonna be one of those guy, one of those teams that's uh you know, most likely it could be in the, in the final four of the, of the 2B state uh, football playoffs. Uh, so on it, we, we took, uh, we took a couple of uh, lumps to the chin or hits to the chin, uh, with that loss, but you can see potential there, um, that will grow into something, um, either by the end of the season or definitely over the the course of the next two to three, three to four years with this core of uh, freshmen to just mesh with the, you know, the upperclassmen that, uh, Coach Hutchinson already has up there, so um, yeah, 0-1. We're hosting Columbia Burbank here at Harding Field, seven o'clock kickoff on Friday. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a W to get some momentum.
0: Heck yeah, Burbank looks like a good matchup. They beat Waitsburg 25 to nothing, Dayton Waitsburg, sorry, and uh, they also beat Mabton 22 to 14. So hopefully that's a great, a great matchup for the Coyotes, and they come in with a W on that one. Yeah, we're also going to talk about Warriors, the Cleveland Warriors. They, last Friday they took on College Place. Luke was there. Yeah. Oh, I was there for a
2: half, but yeah. we had a, another reporter cover it, but it was a tough game, but uh they got a good quarterback, uh Griffin Bader, 6-5. So I think they're kind of in a rebuilding stage, you know, after coming off an 0 and 8 season last, you know, last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, they uh yeah.
0: they take on Warden this Friday. I can I think everybody in the valley is always always good to go take a W from the from the Cougars of Warden, uh, they've already played Okanagan. They won forty-eight to forty-four, then lost to Chelan. who well, I know chelan has got a, a really good core athletes right now. They lost to Shelan forty-nine to twenty. All right, the other football team in the county, and if you weren't there, I, it's too bad. You should have been there, especially after the uh, renovation of Tomlinson Stadium. And of course, we're talking about your Central Washington Wildcat football team. They hosted the number two team in the nation, Fair State. And I'm glad I saw that on the schedule because when I was I was here over winter recovering from shoulder surgery, I turned on ESPN one afternoon and there's spare State playing the national title game. Uh, it was a tough game, you know. Got there and I unfortunately didn't get there till halftime, but you two were there. Uh, I was you know within six points there in the third quarter, and then a 72 yard touchdown pass.
2: Yep, 72. Yeah, said so White. Was, he was wide open. Uh, Fisk said after the game that you know it was a kind of a screen, screen play and the defense bit on the screen and. Wide open, and from there it just kind of went downhill for the Wildcats. You know, more Christian Moore threw an interception, and and then you know, four minutes later they had a 55 to 28 lead. But yeah,
0: yeah, you know, the good news about this, though, if there is good news, I mean, everybody wants to win, but they played a the number two team in the nation, tough. Last week they almost knocked off a Big Sky University of Idaho in the kibbe Dome. Yeah, you know, this team has shouldn't be too far off, and you know that they are. Uh, I guess I'm also very biased, being a Wildcat alum. And we love our Wildcat football, but you know, I I'm looking forward to
1: seeing what these guys have to offer. Yeah, I'm I'm going to acknowledge my bias as well, but uh, kind of like what I was saying about Ellensburg scheduling some juggernauts, I guess you could say is is this just the fact that so we go on the road to open up the season to play a Big Sky team, so moving up a division um, and and played them tough up until. What the last two minutes or so, uh, it could have been anybody's game, and then, uh, and then they, uh, you see the size of the offensive line of Fair State. I mean, mm-hmm. those are big, big guys, um, very talented. Uh, they bring most of that team back that that lost in the national title game. So, um, you know, I, I upset with the way or frustrated with the way it ended, but really we were in it, and the, there was just a couple of, I don't know if you call them freak plays or what, but just one of those things where coverage broke down and guys scampered into the end zone kind of untouched. And so, you know, I know Coach Bisk and and, uh, the coaches there are going to, I mean, clean that up. I'm sure that's one of the first things they talked about in terms of just, you know, finishing tackles and, and, uh, you know, maybe not going for the, using the wrong analogy, but going for the home run ball every pass you're trying to make. And so, um, but good crowd there um in the country awesome. you were there we all three of us were there mm-hmm. uh in different uh in different areas of the stadium but great crowd i think they announced 5800 people when the when the capacity is a little over 4000 so thrilled to see that and hopefully we'll see that again in a couple weeks when we uh when we're back at home and that's that's without students right yeah. that is without students mm-hmm. so students uh i think first day of school is tomorrow and uh so that is without students and and uh so that that's just a testament of of what the uh, the community here, what they think about central football. It's a great uh, it's a great ticket, great entertainment. Um, it's And, you know, you talk about the renovation of Tomlinson Stadium that was unveiled last year. I mean, it's just a great place, a great venue to watch football And that the alumni um, mm-hmm. area. That's incredible with that little burn that looks over the field. Uh, what a great addition. It's awesome. Is it is it just way better? And, it is amazing. Yeah.
0: I know in the past when you had to stand your tippy toes to kind of look up over, but now you have a great angle down. We always like to hang out in the end zone, but uh, I'm so glad they did that. It's a it's cool that they you know Central's reaching out to their donors and the people mm. that are part of the alumni association and, and the Wildcat Club, and you know kind of being hosp giving them good hospitality to us. It's, it's nice to have. And you know, we've always had Friday night lights, but now we can have Saturday night lights here. And I'm pumped about that.
1: Yeah, you know, there's nothing like football, nothing like college football, no matter what time of the day it is, but there is something about football in the dark, football right. under the lights, um, uh, and, and against teams like this, like uh, Fair State, who, um, you know, it's going to be one of the best teams in the nation, no matter what. So, right. um, And then we're, you know, on the road to Western New Mexico. So, obviously, uh, us three won't make that trip, but uh, we'll be watching it on the stream, and and, uh, you know, I think that's a winnable game, uh, definitely. Um, no disrespect to Western New Mexico, but uh, they're 0-2 as well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that's a team that we have, seems like we've played sporadically over the last couple of decades. And um, I don't think we've ever lost against them. So yeah. hopefully that trend continues. Well, it looks like they
0: kind of have the same non-league you know opponents so far. They played at Ottawa, Arizona, which I'm not sure. haven't heard of that university yet, but, and then they played a big sky team in northern arizona and lost both but you know central's always been on the national stage as their football program has great tradition uh, and plus you know going down to there this is a big lone star conference is what the western new mexico's in and you know we we've, we've always played teams down there we played west texas is in that conference which we actually traveled to them this year they were up here last year uh m kingsville i believe it was it last year we played them and and for all you the you know Tarleton States in that one, and I always like to have a throwback out to the year that can't remember what year that was exactly. But when Tarleton State came up here, two thousand nine, baby, that's right, <laughs> and they did not have a very joyful ride home after playing the Wildcats that day. And that they was did not.
1: That was one of the uh, that was one of the most fun seasons uh, that I had as a fan, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I very specifically remember that game. There was probably six thousand plus at that game. Um, even got my wife to go to that game with me. So. Um, uh, that was a, that was a great year, obviously didn't end the way we wanted to, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that Lone Star Conference, Tarleton State, Texas A&M Commerce that won the national mm-hmm. title in 2017. I mean, that LSC, that Lone Star Conference is, is pretty stacked with incredible talent. So, and when you're thinking football, you're always going to think about Texas. So, oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, going, that's a big win for them. You know, we're going to get in GNAC play after this week. Um. You know, he's got to take advantage of your non-league games. You know, a little little uh, scouting report, very minimal one that I came up with. You know, obviously Coach Fisk has a way better scouting report than we do. But so far they're uh, rushing leaders. they got a couple running backs, uh, Williams and Brown. Uh, Williams has 169 uh, yards gained on uh, 27 attempts. He has one touchdown. Brown looks like a short yards back. He has 107 yards on the season, but he's leading the rushing with four touchdowns. And, uh, you know, it look, we looked him up, and he's not a very big guy, but he looks like he's pretty athletic and can probably lay a hit if he needed to to punch through some things. Their quarterback, last name's Fowler, and He's about 58% uh, completion. He has three interceptions so far in the season in two games. He's thrown for 440 yards with two touchdowns. But it looks like he's got a couple receivers that he uh, likes to target. Uh, Colson, 157 yards receiving with two touchdowns. And Powell has 155 yards and yet to have a touchdown. And then the next, their third receiver, uh, Jones, he's got about seventy nine yards, and everybody else is about
1: ten yards. After that, receiving, you know, a couple of things that I notice, and I know it's a little bit skewed because you can never can tell, especially when you're playing different divisions, is uh, you know opponents are throwing four hundred yards per game on them in the first two, uh, in the first two games, and so uh, again could be a little bit skewed, especially when they're playing a D one double A. I'm always going to call it D1AA rather than FCS, uh, like Northern Arizona. But, uh, you know, that might be something that we can exploit. Thankfully, Fisk does not rely on us for our uh, scouting report. So, yeah. um, Coach, <laughs> that's up to you. Yes, absolutely. You're way better off than what we have to. Okay. okay. So
0: let's,
2: what's the, let's touch on the Wildcats a little bit. What, uh, what do we got going for us? So there I mean, you guys are fans oh and two. Are you guys worried a little bit? I mean, but you know, GNAC
1: doesn't win you, doesn't guarantee you a spot in the playoffs. I mean yeah. Well, I'm whole I'm I'm it's hard. I'm I'm hard to be pleased in terms of if it's not undefeated season and not every game is a sellout with six thousand people, there's always room for improvement. But you know, and I know we lost against Idaho in the first round or in the first uh, week of the season, but from a Division two standpoint, and I'm kind of a geek when it comes to Division two football, but that doesn't do anything to our strength of schedule. So, honestly, I'm sure we got a, a couple of bucks, to say the least, to, to make that trip to play uh, an FCS team, a D1AA like Idaho. And so um, was it worth the trip to maybe get paid a couple of bucks? Sure. Uh, does it hurt us? Not at all in terms of – regional rankings in terms of strength of schedule or anything like that. Uh, obviously losing to Fair State doesn't help us uh, in terms of it's a loss, but it shows the regional rankings committees that, you know, we're trying to schedule the best teams possible. So it's a long winded way of saying, I'm not worried yet. I'd like to see, uh, you know, after a couple of more weeks where we're at, especially when we're going to play against uh, like Western Oregon here in a couple of weeks Talk about West Texas and the LSC teams. Um, so that's a TBA for your answer. But right now, not necessarily worried. What about you? No, I'm not worried. I, you know,
0: I think if they go down to New Mexico and they take care of business and come back with a win, if they go down and beat a win in Texas at, uh, uh, who are we playing down there? Canyon, what? I think Canyon, it would yeah. be. Canyon. We go Texas. down there and beat them and we run the GNAC, which is easily doable. I, I, I see that's a hard. That's a pretty good resume, man. You lose to a number two team in the nation. You lose to a big sky school. Yeah, but he win out. I, I think that's got to give the you know the committee a really good
1: look at getting us into the playoffs. So. And I, oh, go ahead, Luke. So winning out, you think would winning out? You know, yeah. so the GNAC won't get uh, a lot of people call it automatic bids in the D two world. It's called earn access since so the GNAC only has four teams, uh, and one of them is an affiliate member of a Zusa Pacific. Um, there's really not you basically have to win out. There's no automatic bid or, again, earned access to uh, conferences like the MIAA and LSC and, um, you know, Great Lakes Valley Conferences. Those those uh, conferences have. So you need to win out. And I think from a GNAC perspective, um, I think that's doable. Um, Azusa Pacific got beat on the road to Missouri s Missouri S&T, um, at least since I've been following D2 football, they've never been known for their football team. Um, So Azusa, who were in the playoffs last year, to lose. um, I think Azusa's down. I think uh, we've always had Western Oregon's number in the last uh, handful of years, and Simon Fraser is rebuilding, um, and you can see improvement, but I don't think Simon Fraser has what it takes to beat us. So I think running the GNAC is, um, one, it's necessary but two, I think it's definitely doable.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, can Central only afford about one one loss? You think?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I, mean, I think their one loss that they can afford was to Ferris State. Um, I mean, do they, I don't. Does the committee look into consideration that you know Central was right there in the fourth quarter? And then, they don't look at it like that. So you the, could beat somebody hundred to zero, or you could beat somebody one to zero, and the committee is going to look at it as a loss or a win. Um, they're going to look at your strength of schedule, your opponent's strength of schedule, your opponent's opponent's strength of schedule. So they do, um, you know, the trickle down effect of, you know, how impactful a, a win or a loss is. They really do dissect that. They probably split hairs quite a bit in terms of um, what each team, like how strong they've scheduled. I, I believe if if it's a road win over a over a home win, I don't even mm-hmm. think that matters. They just want to know who you've scheduled, who they have scheduled. Um, and uh, so yeah. I, I think they can only afford one loss and they've already had that one loss. That's totally my personal opinion yeah. though.
2: So that that big game will be going down to West Texas and, um, you know, a team that, you know, they, West Texas came here and beat, beat central, right? Last yeah. Year. And they ruined
1: our, uh, they ruined our stadium opening or our grand right. reopening of the state of Tomlinson stadium. And, um, West Texas has always been one of those teams that's competitive and they just can't seem to get over, over the hump. But, uh, you know, they got a brand new stadium, um, that, uh, actually Azusa Pacific played in to open up the season down there. And, um, so that's exciting. Uh, it looks really cool from photos when, um, their team is always good. Um, I don't know if they're great this year, but they're always good. Um, and so that will, that will be a, that'll be a difficult road, uh, road trip, I think.
2: Heck yeah.
1: Well,
0: at least we know one thing we got going for us is our, you know, Central's got a great coaching staff. They got great tradition. And all our recruits, recruiting classes have been strong for quite a while. So go take care of business and don't let anybody else take it out of your hands. I think that's a big, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, real quick, and we'll come back with a little fun segment. We're going to make some picks. Hopefully, in the future, we can uh, get you guys to email in your picks for the week. But we'll be right back after these messages. All right, we're back. Now's the segment where we're going to do some football pick for the week. Uh, let us uh, I'll go first. I'll pick the games this week, so I'll pick first. Every Each week, we're going to rotate. Here in the future, we're going to post our picks online on Facebook. And if you want to email in the show or message us on Facebook or the other social medias that we're getting set up, you can. Uh, the first game, actually, we'll, each game, we'll just go around and make our picks. Sounds good. Okay, so the first game, Thursday night, Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's pretty obvious. The mustache Mississippi mustache
1: is going to lead them to victory. Jags are going to win that one easily. Uh, You disagree with us? I'm gonna take the Titans. Ooh, Ooh. yeah,
2: music city team, huh? You know, they lost to the Colts, but but you saw that they whooped on the Browns that first week. That's true. Whooped on the Browns, but I'm not gonna pick
1: against the mustache. That dude's a legend. I don't want to do it, but I am. Next
0: game we got New Orleans at Seattle. I'm going with the Hawks.
1: Uh yeah, they are Drew brees list there in uh New Orleans. And uh no disrespect to uh gosh, what's the backup quarterback now? Ooh, I don't know. Um his name is on the tip of my <laughs> tongue, but I just think the Seahawks defense uh is just gonna wrap up the Saints. I watched the the Rams. Pretty much do whatever they wanted to do against the Saints last week, and so I'm going with the Seahawks on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm with
1: I'm with you guys. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks.
0: Next game: Oakland Raiders at Minnesota. You know Minnesota's got a great defensive lineman and the guy named Mataafa Hercules Mataafa. Go Cougs. Uh, But I'm going to pick the Oakland Raiders and go with Chucky
1: John Gr- or yeah Gruden. I actually am going to go with uh, I'm going to go against Chucky which according to all the movies that we saw when we were kids is, is not uh, I I wouldn't suggest doing that, but I am going to pick Minnesota on that one.
2: Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I got Adam Thielen on my fantasy team. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta roll with them. All right. We're going to get into college
0: now, Utah at USC. Uh, This one, my hopes that the following week college game day goes to Utah for the Coug. Utah matchup. I'm picking the Utes to beat Trojans. Plus, I can't stand USC's band; <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're awful. They're great, but even though it's down there in Southern California, um, Utah is clearly, uh, honestly, they're one of the teams to beat in the Pac-12. So, and I think USC is still trying to figure out its way. Um, I'm, I'm picking the Utes on that one as well.
2: Yep, they're number ten in the country, so I'm going to go with them as well. All right, the next game: Air Force at Boise State reason I
0: chose this game, Air Force knocked off Colorado last week, I believe. So, tough game. You know, I think Air Force is going to give them a run, but we're going to go with the Broncos. It's on the Smurf turf.
1: Go Boise State in that one. I think Boise State put everybody on notice when they beat Florida State. It wasn't in uh, Florida State Stadium uh, there just because of uh, the hurricane, I believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, they beat them in Florida. Um, That's enough to sway my vote, Boise State. I'll go with Air Force Oh, switch things up. Atta boy.
0: And the top 25 matchup I saw was Notre Dame at Georgia. I'm going to
1: go with Georgia. Go Dogs. You know what? I'm a big Rudy fan, but Rudy hasn't played in decades, (laughs) and he didn't play very much when he did. I'm going to go with Georgia. They're just too good. Georgia. Yeah. All right.
2: No question.
0: The next one, the 7 o'clock game on ESPN, UCLA at WSU you're going to have to ask who I'm going to pick in that one. I think the Cougars are going to roll them. I don't think it's going to be close, and I'm looking forward to sending the L.A. bias back to L.A. with a loss.
1: You know, Wazoo is very good. I'll acknowledge my bias. UCLA is – they're on a road with no map right now. I don't think they're very good at all, and they are not going to get a W. I'm going to go with Wazoo in Bowman. Go Cougs. All right. <laughs> and the last game to pick, uw at BYU,
0: usually I do pick the Cougs. Jacob Eason's good. That man's really good. His receivers kind of struggled the game I watched. They couldn't catch the ball. And, uh, but I think that he's, uh, fortunate. And I think, I think Eason would have went to WSU in the air raid. He would have been a Heisman. But Gordon, I also yeah. take Gordon. So with that being said, I'm, I'm going with the, the dogs. Dub.
1: I'm still not, uh, I still can't figure out UW. They you know, beat Eastern pretty handily, and then they get beat by Cal um, at home. That was a crazy game. But they lost
0: to a ex-central yeah. offensive coordinator there.
1: Bo Baldwin. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm hit and miss on this. I'm going to go with the upset, even though it's in Provo. I'm going to pick BYU on this one. I'll take BYU. I just, yeah. yeah, that's good picks. I want to cheer for UW this week.
0: Yeah, same here. All right, well, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you tell a friend. Check us out on Facebook at Valley Sports Talk. Thank you, guys. Look forward to next time.
1: See you next week.
0: We'll see you.